0: I appreciate this opportunity here tonight, speak before. I feel like so great a people. I could just say amen to everything that's been said to, during this week. I feel like we've had such wonderful sermons this week and) I could say amen and step back and it might be enough said. Probably not to hold you too long. Thought of a song. Thought several times about starting it, but then I thought better. Says he is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. He is here. Yes. Amen. Amen. He is here, holy, holy. I will bless his name again. He is here. Listen close. Hear him calling out your name. He is here, you can touch him. And you will never be the same. Amen. some unusual scripture to portray what God can do. God can take the worst of circumstance. Yes. No matter what has happened in your life. No matter who the wonder and how far he's gone astray, God can work in your life. I'd like to maybe try to recruit some of those
1: that feel like
0: they've gone farther then God can reach down his hand and bring them back. I know he can reach very far. I'm a witness to that. As I rode along one evening bless blessed in a 1962 Chevrolet, in the year of 1962, God called me. Yes. I had no intentions as I left home that evening of turning my life around and following in the steps of God, but when he touched my heart and the angel of the Lord sat down in the car with me, And called my name and gave me a chance and an opportunity to serve Him. I know He can call. I've heard many of you tell about being called of God in different circumstances in life. I had gone away from the church for about ten years and from home. But God can still work. I don't believe God ever finds a case that's too hard. I go back and I begin to search the scripture and I find some of the things and the places that God worked and man could not hinder the work of God. There was a time that, and I'm going to read from the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel just a little bit here this afternoon. There was a time that God's people were in a battle of great, conflict with the armies of the Philistine I want to say this to you young men and young women that God can work with you and can use you if you'll put your full trust and go out with God he can lead you every day the armies of Israel found themselves in a very dire situation The battle had not gone too fair for them and as we all know in those that search the scripture and read we found that a man named Goliath he went and stood on a hillside every evening about the time of the sun going down and the Philistines stood on a hill and there was a valley between them Israel stood on a hill he came out and he defied the armies of the living God this man did looked like there wasn't much hope for him (coughs) there wasn't a man in the whole army of Israel not even a garrison that would go out and try to conquer this man when he walked upon the earth he was such a giant of a man the earth shook his voice was very loud and boisterous he began to defy the armies of the living God and he said send out a man that I may fight with him And if I defeat him, we will be your servants. And if you defeat me, then we will be your servants. And we know out from the shepherd fold came a young man. I don't think it was coincidence that his father sent him there with those few cheeses and little bread to feed his brother. His father had told him to go and see about them and see how they fared. And when he arrived, he heard... This great giant Goliath come out and he began to defile the armies of the living God? And David looked and he saw and his brother to ask him, What mischief are you up to? And he went on and began to question them, and they began to tell him, If you defeat this giant, said you can be given the hand of Saul's daughter in marriage. That wasn't what David was interested in. He didn't want someone to come out and defile Israel. A country and a place that God was in control of. And David, David said unto them, and David went out. And Saul said to David, thou art able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth in here, a man of war. It makes sense. From his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept my father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took took the lamb out of the flock. And I went after him. God was working with David because he had a task for David to do. And I went after him and smote him and delivered him it out of the mouth. And when he rose up against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. And tonight Satan will defile us if we'll allow him. He would come in and carry off those very weakest or the very strongest. He would gladly carry them off. He said he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour Gets him a little closer than that. He said he goes about as a wolf in sheep's clothing. And if he can do that, and if he can just deceive someone, Satan will do it. And David said, More of the Lord did deliver me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of this hand of this Philistine. And Paul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Be with and then, of course, we know the story how Saul began to put all the armor upon David and he put the sword and the shield in his hand and as David had said a saying to go out he put them off because he said I have not proved them and David put them off you know it doesn't take much to work for God he just said and he took a staff in his hand reminds me of Moses when he stood before Pharaoh and he said what do you have in your hand? He said a staff. He said cast it down. And Moses cast the staff down and there came a serpent. And the magicians are saying to do so. Cast their staff down. But what happened? The staff of Moses swallowed, swallowed up those staff of those magicians. And those that were not like God. And David went down by a brook. Now if you wouldn't think that this was going to be of very much of a battle. And you find that David said he went by and by the brook and he took five, two stones and he put them in his shepherd bag where he even had his script and his sling was in his hand and he drew near the Philistine. I've often pictured this of David walking down that long valley Walking down into that valley, I don't know that the giant took notice that he had a sling in his hand. I doubt that he did. But I think David went with the swiftness of the lion, and I think we went with the graceness of of a dove, and I think he went with the sureness of a mountain lion. I think he walked down through that stormy, in that stony valley there, ready to meet the giant and the challenge that it was going to be put before him. And when the Philistine, and the Philistine came on, and he drew near unto David, and the man bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he was distrained him, and he was but a youth and ruddy and fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, I am my dog, that thou comest to me with a staff. And the Philistine cursed him by his gods. It's not the first time in the Scripture that we read that mankind is cursed by gods that have no seeing or no hearing, can't transport themselves. We find that all through the scriptures, that they took, and took tree trunks and made gods out of them and took the residue and baked bread with it, gods that couldn't see or walk or do anything for themselves. But listen to David. And the Philistine said to David, Come unto me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou defilest. And this day, when ye meet the enemy, when you see Him on the battlefield of life If you don't know what to do Call on God Amen. He will deliver you from every circumstance This God will He will deliver thee into my hand And I will smite thee And take thy head from thee And I will give thy carcass Of the host of the Philistines this day Unto the fowls of the air And unto the wild beasts of the field That all the earth Listen that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel tonight there is a God in Israel and we as sanctified people and we as the true Jews that have been looking for the, the Jews have been looking for a savior to come down and redeem them in that old Israel over there I believe the Jew that we are that little Jew that walked his name was Jesus I believe he has delivered us from the snare of the Father. And I believe He has delivered us from all the oppression of the earth. And today we don't live in a Jerusalem that is on the earth, but we saw the new Jerusalem when we got sanctified, coming down from God out of heaven into our lives. And I believe we as Jews live there today. I don't believe we have to look... For another, but I believe we've found the Christ. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and not with spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into my hand. And when he ran, I believe he began to run towards the Philistine. I don't believe he saw any fear or had any fear. And he began to, and David put his hand in his bag, and he took this a stone, and he slang it, and he spoke the Philistine in the forehead. Head that is sunk into his forehead and he fell unto the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in David's hand. I believe he ran and stood up on the giant, raising his arms in triumph. The Lord has delivered the enemy into our hands. And today we can be triumphant. and we can say that the Lord when somebody gets sanctified we can stand up and we can raise our hands to heaven and we can say they've been sanctified by the blood of the lamb and by the blood of the testimony and we thank the Lord for that. So David prevailed with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him and there was no sword in David's hand and David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword. He took the loud of sword and he drew it forth and he slew him and cut off his head and therefore therewith and when the Philistines saw their champion was dead they began to flee when God comes on the scene I'll tell you Satan can flee he'll if said I believe brother Harry quotes it often one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight I believe is what the scripture said so what do we have to fear What do we have to dread? God can come in and he can work in our lives. He can work in our congregation. He can work among our people when we go home. If we begin to pray, as Brother Gary preached so beautifully the other night, let's lay aside every weight and all the sin that just so easily beset us. Whatever it is in life, let's go out. If you want to be like those people, and I think about them often, they've been mentioned several times about those that came out of Shinkertick, They weren't great scholars. God didn't go into New York City and some of those institutions and call people out. He didn't go into Washington, D.C. where there are such great lawyers and great educators and such great people of God. He went down into a little island called Shakeatee. He called the fishermen like Jesus called the fishermen. He called the storekeeper like Jesus called those. He called those the wayfaring men. That's what Jesus called when he began to gather his disciples in and that's what happened that night and that day and that year I believe it was before they began to get up on that boat and when they begin to travel the earth and begin to go down it was like a great stone that rolled down through North Carolina and South Carolina and Georgia and Florida and Alabama and Mississippi and it rolled all the way to the west coast it did and they had a great zeal to serve God. Do we have that zeal? I believe we have a zeal if we have sanctified In our heart, I believe we have a zeal to serve God. And if we want to continue, as it's been said, in the way that we go sometimes, let's cut out the pleasures of life and let's begin to serve God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This great facility that God has given us here to worship Him in, that can sit people and bring them in from a lost and dying world so that our people can serve God and I I want to say I believe God works in every circumstances of life For after that, the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I believe that's what our forefathers believed God. And they begin to say, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews are stumbling blocks and unto the Greeks foolish, but to them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. God can come in and work, and we can't hinder the work of God. God can work into our small communities, and just this week he's called a farm boy from over there, in old trap. He's called other people from all walks of life. I'll tell you, God is on the forgiving sin and and he's also on the sanctifying hand for you for you see your calling brother have it not many wise men after the flesh Amen. not many mighty men not many noble are called but God has chosen listen now people say we are foolish people say what we preach you can't live above sin it's taught and taught and taught throughout the united states and i think we have a great challenge to tell people not that they can't find god in the church they're going to but i tell you we have a great challenge to tell people they need to go a little farther than the forgiveness of sin go on and find full perfection in your life God can keep that which we have committed unto him but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and he has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the mighty we don't find God in many high places we don't find God among those that have gained great wealth and great fame very often but he has chosen us we as sanctified people, lowly and meek and humble, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised, has God chosen? Yea, and things which are not to bring to th- to naught things that are. That no flesh should glory in His presence, but of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is God made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That is called as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. I believe David gloried in the Lord whenever he went out to meet that giant. I believe that they gloried in the Lord when they went into the fiery furnace. I believe that Daniel gloried when he went in, of the Lord when he went into the lion's den. I believe our people when they came out to preach the everlasting gospel, I believe they gloried in the Lord. And tonight we can glory in the Lord as we as we stand here, such a great people and such a great congregation. I love this people with all my heart. I want us to pull and go together. I want us to reach out to lord lost and dying world we've got great plans for this coming year i do anyway i'm not past what do you see visions when you get old i forget what this dream dreams dream. Dream, dream when you get old i'm still seeing visions i don't want to dream any dreams yet i see visions for christ sanctified holy church I see that we can go out into a lost and, and we, there's no shortage of people to preach to. Amen. I, there's plenty it. of people That's to preach hard. to. Yeah, don't don't say you, you don't have anybody to preach to because they're out there. Yeah, and those me. that don't know the Lord, there's many of them. And we are planning on a great revival, I feel like, in Christ's sanctified Holy Church in the year 2004 and 2005, when our year ends next year, when we come back here to this camp. I'm not going to hold you any longer. You've had, you've had enough preaching. You've had enough time. But is there anyone here tonight that would like to seek the Lord? Time's drawing now. We've got about 36 hours. and. Maybe less, and this camp meeting will be history. But we still got time for those that don't know God to seek him tonight. Anybody here like to raise their hand in prayer? I want to raise both hands. I want you to pray for me. I need
1: prayer.
0: As we stand up, everyone
1: stand.